You're listening to the Bear in Mind Podcast, episode 137. A podcast that breaks it down so you can break the cycle for good. Now your host, Tara Rama, but you can call her T. I'm excited about today's episode. It's the four steps to stop yelling. And this is part one, and part two is going to be the next episode, and part one is going to cover the first two steps. Now, these steps are the steps I went through to stop yelling, and this is the solution for stop yelling for good. It is not some temporary solution where you do a bunch of breathing exercises and you have to count to 10. It is a way to resolve the underlying problem. I went through these steps when I was going through these steps. I did not organize it like this, but I realized that this was the journey I went through to understand why I was yelling and then to now have a true behavioral change, a genuine behavioral change where it feels right now. And I have talked about this, these steps in other episodes, and I've deep dived into those steps, and I'm going to reference those other podcast episodes when I talk about the steps. So if you want to go further, you can then go listen to that episode. And I realize that now you can't really see the podcast numbers, and I put it in the sub description, the subtitle, or the thing that goes underneath the main title of it. And then you can see the number. And mostly the numbers is an administrative thing. So I will tell you the title and the number so that you can find it. Okay, so step one is releasing the guilt. And the episode where I dive deep into it, because here I'm going to talk about why these steps will help you Stop yelling for good and how it works with the brain. So releasing the guilt is number 123. So the most common question, and I had this question, when I was getting coached, oftentimes my coach would direct me to this issue when I wanted to talk about anger. Because clearly I wouldn't be feeling guilty if I wasn't angry and then yelling or whatever it is that I did out of anger to somebody or even anger to myself, then I was always redirected to this. Now, she didn't tell me that this was the first part, but this is the journey that I went through. And I realized that this needs to be the first step because the guilt is not directly coming from anger, from being angry. Yes, we think about anger in a certain way and then we feel guilty because of our actions. We think about our actions in a certain way and we feel guilty. This ends up being a vicious cycle. When you try to approach it from, okay, I'm going to resolve my anger issues or my or feeling angry all the time, then I won't feel guilty. And here's the thing. We often feel guilty about a lot of other things It is a human emotion, and we feel guilty. If you're a parent, you feel guilty about a lot of other things besides yelling. And when you don't understand guilt as a human experience and that it comes up, 
then you'll end up kind of back in that cycle, feeling guilty about something else. And when you can understand why you're feeling guilty, you can correct other behaviors. So this four steps is actually more of a universal way to, if you want to have behavioral changes, other changes besides stop yelling, this one thing will help you get that space to correct any other behavioral changes. You want to motivated to go work out any of those other behaviors. And guilt is where you start to make that behavioral change permanent. And the other reason why is because we spend a lot of time in guilt. So we're not doing all those other things. We're not working out. We're not trying to figure out why the root cause of our anger. It's a slower emotion. It tends to last longer. It it feels like it's important because when we're feeling bad about ourselves, we're usually not doing the thing that we're trying to stop doing. And so we spend a lot of time there. And when you spend a lot of time in this emotion, you don't open up space in your brain to discover some of those root causes as to why you're not doing something or why you can't stop doing something. That is why you're going to start with releasing the guilt. It'll be one of those kind of universal experiences where you realize how much you're doing in your life and how much that opens up so much time. I can't tell you, it frees up so much time when you stop beating up yourself and you're less exhausted. That mental exhaustion that you often feel, it'll, it'll clear up. So if you want to dig deeper into how to start to release the guilt when it comes to stop yelling, head on over to Releasing the Guilt 123. Also, if you want to understand more about guilt, type in guilt or emotions into the search and you can get all the episodes. And I know that I touch on guilt and shame in emotion episodes as well. Okay, so now we have step number two, authority anger. And the title of the podcast where I go deeper is called Authority Anger, and it is episode number 129. And these these are recent episodes, so you don't have to scroll back so far. And again, you can find out all about anger. I have a lot of episodes centered around anger to dig into anger. And you can do that by typing it into the search bar as well. So why authorize anger? That sounds, well, when I thought of it, I'm like, that's exactly what you're doing. You're authorizing yourself to have anger because most of us think anger is bad. Our brain naturally, and this is okay, it's human to kind of say something's good and bad. It is what children do to easily understand the world. That's why fairy tales always have good and evil because their brain can't handle too much. So it's it simplifies it for the brain to put something into good and bad. When we are older and we have full cognitive control, emotional maturity, we can start to understand nuances in life and that okay, what we thought and what we put into good and bad, that's no longer the case and we can reorganize it. So giving yourself that authority to have anger will release so much mental exhaustion. That is a big part of it. It is exhausting when you are trying to resist emotions, especially something like anger. And that is what's happening when you don't give yourself that authority to feel anger and authority to say, I'm, I'm expressing anger by yelling, 
that you end up, what you end up doing is you end up resisting it. That's what I did. I was resisting it, resisting it. And this is what resistance kind of looks like. I love this analogy. You can find it everywhere. It's when you're in the water, in the pool, and you have an inflated beach ball, and you try to push it down under the water. And that's exhausting. To keep pushing it down, pushing it down, holding it underwater, you spend a lot of time doing that. And it might not look like anything on the outside, like pushing the ball under the water, but it takes a lot of mental energy to resist emotions. And a lot of us spend a lot of time doing that. And for me, I was resisting, resisting, and then I would explode. And then often it wasn't just the yelling. Sometimes I would throw things. And so I was resisting, resisting, and I didn't give myself any authority to feel this emotion whenever it first came up. And I like to say that it's authority because we are human. We are supposed to feel anger. Anger is an emotion that we need to survive, even to have better relationships. So when you give yourself that authority that you can be angry and you give yourself space to say, okay, I'm going to be angry, and yes, that includes the yelling part, you can release some of that resistance a little bit so that you can begin to actually stop the yelling. So in the next episode, I'm going to talk about the next two steps, and I'll check back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Listen for a new episode next Tuesday by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Bye for now.